So hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket Info Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Iyer and I'm sitting here a bit mesmerized by a photo that's just popped up on our Getty feeds. It's 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 off Trent Bridge. There are dark skies covering most of the ground and in in one corner in the right-hand side of the photo, I think that's just over the pavilion. There's searing sunlight sunlight coming through. That's probably how it typifies the last couple of hours. that we've had and i and i'm now realizing that the podcast is probably not the best platform to describe a photo to you but listener do go check it out it'll be there up on our website on our social channels it's already up what we are here to do rather than critique photos is to discuss the cricket that happened on day 3 of the first test between england and india and with me today as he has been for the first two days is andrew miller andrew how are you doing I'm very well, thank you. Yes, I'm. I'm just uh, mesmerised by that picture as well. It's uh, it, it's a standard standard picture of English summers. All of a sudden, they've they've gone a bit mental in the last few last few uh, years. <laughs> mm, let's let's give credit where credit's due. Then that photo is by Nathan Stark, Stark, Nathan Stark of Getty Images, and along with the Miller today, we have subbed out Gaurav Sundaraman, and we have got in Shamya Dasgupta, probably a little past his bedtime. Hey, Shamo. Not really, not really. Since it was an early end, if it had gone on till midnight, as some of the commentators threatened, it it would have been kind of past my bedtime. Yes. Yeah, we were wondering, right? There was a point where they were like, they can even start at what seven p.m. local time. I yeah, I mean, I suppose you can because uh, obviously Miller's a pro here. But uh, if if the light is good, it it stays good for a long, long time, and you can probably go on playing. but i i suppose there were enough indications that it wouldn't be today all right so we'll get right into the cricket and shamo will start with you let's just get into it immediately india stale wagged for what's today yeah 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 i mean it it's a rarity isn't it and it and it and it went wagged in 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 fun ways uh, shami first uh, you know bumrah who knew he could do do what he did uh, and even siraj i mean of course the foot was perhaps not perfectly placed but that first four he hit down the ground was was brilliant um so yeah i mean it it was good they they looked confident especially bumrah you know he's the one who scored most of those runs uh the pull was a pull was a pull for six was was brilliant you didn't expect it i i suppose when jadeja fell and jadeja himself probably didn't think uh you know it was quite clear that he didn't trust shami first and and then the others much i i and you'd probably uh have to say that that was probably the point of view of the indian team as well so they didn't expect all those runs to come from the last three batters but but they did and uh, you know a, a lead that was looking like you know 50 60 at most uh, became 95 um and, and they what about still 70 ahead so so yeah i mean that, that certainly made a bit a bit big difference we of course don't know how the game is going to play out from here on but uh, but those were uh, runs that certainly changed the script and kept the english uh, englishmen on the field for longer than they would have planned to probably frustrated them a bit uh, so it was it was fun in that sense as well yeah at 205 for 7 and with numbers 9 10 and 11 being shami bumrah and siraj <laughs> miller you can understand why as as an indian fan or an indian that we didn't expect the lead of 22 at what that stage to really grow to what it ended up becoming but shami scored 13 bumrah with a brilliant 28 and siraj contributed seven as well it was it was pretty joyous to watch at that point it truly was i i love proper tail end slogging i mean that's one of my biggest gripes with cricket in the modern age is everyone's too competent i mean my my favorite tail ender <laughs> i think everyone's favorite tail ender of all time is chris martin 
nobody is ever, ever going to average two for an entire career like Chris Martin did. But briefly, Jasper Brumra has been averaging two. His average did dip below Chris Martin's for a while, and it was an absolute travesty because Jasper Brumra is perfectly capable of slotting the ball over mid-wicket for six, as he proved today. And it was a joy to behold him having his day out. But, I mean, you, you, you mentioned the scoreline, 205 for seven. Funnily enough, that was exactly the same scoreline as India were in the first innings of the World Test Championship final down at down the Aegeus Bowl. And then that that tail, that exact same tail, got docked for, for three three wickets and four balls, which is pretty much what you'd expect when you got three number 11s all queuing up to be, to be knocked down. Um, but the big difference and the fundamental difference, which is why I've been a bit doom and gloom about England's prospects all the way through this, is England went into this game with an extra, bat, extra batter to mitigate the absence of Ben Stokes. And that very absence of Ben Stokes means they're essentially bowling with three and a half bowlers. Because with the greatest respect to Sam Curran, he's not a frontline seamer in, in a four-man attack. He is a luxury seamer who's going to come on occasionally and, and wobble the odd ball and, and bag a quick threefer to run through the tail and, and baffle people. But you can sit on him a little bit in a four-man attack. England were worn down. Stuart Broad didn't quite come to the party. I'm sure he will. He just didn't have, didn't have, he didn't have his day. So essentially, England were base, basically two bowlers. And by that stage, when Anderson and Broad and Anderson and, and Robinson did magnificently sharing nine wickets between them, but the big difference between this attack and obviously New Zealand's attack in in the World Test Championship final, they were, those were five bowlers rotating venomously and never giving anyone a moment's respite. This time, England were overstretched by their batting failures, and I reiterate what I've said every single day. They're, they're cruising for a bruising here because despite this good start, I don't see uh, this good start converting into enough runs to prevent similar problems in the second innings. So India in their first innings made 278. That was a lead of 95 runs. And, and we discussed this yesterday that, that a lead anywhere clo- above 50 and close to 100 would probably be enough for this test match rain permitting. Now let's work with India's innings in reverse. We spoke about the tail. Shamo, a word on Ravindra Jareja. Gaurav, he was on the podcast yesterday and he mentioned that Jareja has been one of India's best batters, at least lower down the order, consistently for the across formats for the last two two years, easy. It wasn't surprising what, what he did today. This this is something that we have come to expect from Jadeja from now on. Yes, uh, you know, to the extent that, of course, he's, 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 a, he's a much improved uh, test batter. Um, but 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 what I what I have been very impressed with, you know, it's it's thing it, it's the evolution of a batter. When it when it comes to Jadeja, you know, two three four years back perhaps, it, it's also what the team management tells the batter. You know, in terms of his role, you know, uh, I'm I'm sure you Miller remember Jadeja in England, in fact. Uh, when he went out at number seven, number eight, and just threw his bat at everything, and, and, and I suppose the brief to him and his own understanding of his role was just to throw his bat around, score a quick twenty, thirty, uh, and that that was good enough. And he he was his job as a bowler was probably just to get in a few quick overs, probably take care of that over rate, and and put in some big efforts on the field but he's he's evolved as a bat, batter and uh, you know uh, today for example maybe and I, I, and part of what i'm saying is probably dictated by what the people on commentary on on live tv were saying but but it's you know but that's one criticism that he probably went for the big hits too quickly not trusting the tail enders but who who knew that you know 
the 9-10-11 would score as many runs as they did. Uh, you know, I, th- I thought he kind of uh, got into the skin of his role today fairly well. You know, he, he took his time while 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 uh, Rahul was still there, and, and then just swung his bat around. And and when he got out, I think I think India were ahead by forty nine runs when he got out. Uh, yeah, it was just under fifty. Uh, and and then the lead swelled by another 40, 46, 45, 46 runs. But but uh, you know, I, I I thought that was great. I, I, he did what was expected of him and more. Uh, or the tricky batting batting wicket. Um, uh, Miller obviously is the, is is going to speak more perhaps on the England bowling, but uh, you know uh, he's really evolved as a batter, and that's that's been really heartening to see because at some level, Karthik, I, I'm I'm sure you'll agree, there's been some confusion about what he is. Uh, you know, is he is he a bowler who can bat? Is he a batter who can bowl? He's got two triple hundreds, or is it three? I I, I remember two triple hundreds in first class cricket. You know, he doesn't spin the ball, but he gets a lot of wickets. He's an outstanding fielder. It's almost like he's the best fielder in the world who can bat a bit and bowl a bit. No one knows what he is. I'm sure he does. But he's he's been, you know, sort of punching above his weight in all departments, uh, consistently across formats, which is so very impressive. Yeah, he's, he is, I feel, the best fielder in the world. I, I, I would struggle to name another on that level so consistently at least in terms of ground fielding yeah i'll tell you what i'll tell you what he is he's a mood he 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 he's a guy <laughs> who will come in and seize a moment in a way that very very few players can i would say you know ben stokes is a mood for england ben stokes is a, is a player who you know his his statistics don't necessarily stack up to the body of work that he produces but you know when you've been stoked you know when you when jadeja's got got involved and Brings out, brings out the cross sword celebration, all the rest of it. He, he's in your face. He, he makes things happen. In fact, it was on this very ground that he had his famous stoush with, with James Anderson all those years ago. And you know that that game was a moment that really sort of ramped up the 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 attitude and and the, and the expectation around the series. And uh, similarly, you know, when we, we were talking about it earlier in the earlier in the match, you know, it was a case of do you go in with Jadeja or do you go in with Ashwin? Going in with two spinners, as we saw in the World Test Championship final in these conditions, despite their excellence. Would be the wrong thing. A lot of lot of outcry about the lack of Ashwin, but you know, not having Jadeja at this early juncture of a series, given what we know he can do with the bat and with the with the just general mentality of the side, um, it's a big call to leave him out. And he's done exactly what I suspected he would do in this sort of low scoring dogfight. In fact, um, the way he went about his innings, uh, you know, he was he was he wasn't exactly second fiddle because you know, he doesn't do second fiddle, but he, he was he was measured while K.R. Rahul was still in, in situ. But then all of a sudden, two wickets fall for no run. Shadul Thakur gets out for a duck. And he's got no choice, given what he saw what he saw happen with that tail previously. He's got to go for his strokes, and he did it magnificently. As you say, a lead of 49 when he got out. That, that felt like being a bonus, frankly, given, given what we knew that tail was capable of. The fact they carried on spanking it for a few more was glorious. But you can't fault Jadeja for his attitude. Um, a lot of feedback, actually, um, were, were talking about Rishabh Pant and his attitude. Now, I will defend Pant's attitude to the hilt because I think he's an absolute wonderful player. Um, Shamia mentioned that Jadeja played his role to perfection. I felt that Pant did exactly the same, even though it was just 25 of 20 balls. Yeah, I think he did. I, I, I think, you know, when you've got a guy who's in, what, his 22nd test now, he's already scored centuries 
again in Australia, in England, and in India. I mean, you know, that's the big three in every in every sense, the big three in country sense, but also the big three in in contrasting um, conditions sense. So he he's a faultless player when it comes to the attitude. The one thing you could argue that maybe given given more time and more more experience, he himself might temper his game and play a little bit more like Jadeja did. But to expect him automatically to stop going for the strokes and stop charging Anderson and stop being Rishabh Pant would be to put him put him in a box and try to turn him into something he's not. You, you don't want to do that. Not at this stage of his career. I reckon he will learn himself when he's ready, when it's time to, to bring out the, the funky strokes. But right now, he's got success doing what he does. Let him go. You, 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 and again, you, if you've got someone like Jadeja coming up behind him, um, who is, is, is going to do similar, but with perhaps a bit more experience on his side, all the more reason to, to think, you know what, this guy is, is, is box office. Uh, he will, he will tear apart a side on a good day. And on a bad day, he'll probably still pinch a few and change the mood anyway. Shamo does uh, Jadeja's innings today. We've seen two innings now in, in this test match. Does this vindicate the decision to select him as the sole spinner? We, there was a lot of chat on day one when Ashwin was dropped. Or do you not see it as like for like and it is in fact Shardul Thakur who has taken Ashwin's place? It's, it's difficult to see, isn't it? I mean, uh, it probably is something we'll know the answer to right to the end of the test. Because, uh, you know, is Ashwin not the best spinner in the world right now? Of course he is. Uh, but is there a role for a spinner in this Trent Bridge test? Um we don't know yet. So far, no. Um, you know, uh, it's gone gone pretty well uh, from the Indian bowling point of view. So, uh, uh, so, so I, and I don't know how the how the rest of the series is going to play. And if Jadeja scores a key fifty in this test, does all right with the ball, ball keeps one end up, uh, feels all of that. Whether Ashwin has a route back, whether it depends on Shardul Thakur's performance with the bat. Uh, more than more than with the ball, uh, you know. There, you know that that first specialization versus second specialization. It's all, it's all, it's a bizarre, isn't it? In, in, in a sense that you have the best spinner in the world sitting out, and, and people. Uh, you, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Ashwin being left out. Uh, let let me just put that out. You know that uh, you know. I think he should be there, but if the team management thinks a particular way, visa visa deja. Uh, who's uh, obviously done his cause no harm, uh, and, and Thakur, you wonder how he's going to come in because you probably need Shardul Thakur, who's primarily a bowler, a medium pacer, swing bowler, to fail with the bat for Ashwin to come back. Isn't that how it is? I mean, you know, so it's, it's kind of strange in that sense. But but, uh, but Jadeja, I think, has, uh, you know, he he's done fine. Uh, it, it probably depends on the conditions for the for the rest of the uh, of this match and then what we kind of expect in in the next series but um you know i i would like to see ashwin i would like to see ashwin and i would like to see a you know a jack leach or someone play for england as well because uh again it, it, can i direct a question to miller you know three and a half pacers three and a half bowlers uh for for england here and um, Stuart Broad didn't have a great time, so that made it look like two and a half, but three and a half, let's say, with Sam Curran almost like a Shadul Thakur for that matter, you know, in the sense that someone who's a bowler but in this in the eleven more as a more because of his batting abilities, 
would would a spinner uh, have helped the team balance just to get things going? Well, depends which spinner you pick. Because if you're picking Jack Leach, he's the only one I could think of. He scored a great one not out, um, but but you know he's <laughs> and, and, and again, a ninety two. Again, his, his achievements with the bat uh, outweigh <laughs> his achievements with the ball. Yeah, I mean the only spinner, well, there are two spinners actually who England could have gone with. Um, Don Bess, we all know he struggled uh, in the winter, but England are England are very very keen. He's back in the squad. England are very keen to make him their their next cab off the rank. But I think largely because I think his batting could genuinely be test class. He scored a fifty on on test debut against Pakistan in 2018, same summer that, that, that Sam Curran debuted as well. Um, you know, he could become a real core in this this team of of young players, Ollie Pope likewise, uh, uh, and Zach Crawley, all of them 23, 24. They could be the core of a future England team like five, five, six years down the line. But right at the moment, the best spinner is Moeen Ali. And England are not picking Moeen Ali for whatever reason. Obviously, you know, he bats. He, he, can, he can bat like bat, bat with the best of them. He's 43 not out from 18 at number nine the other day was, you know, in Chennai was his last test innings. Um, but currently, I feel as though England are ignoring him, not least because the hundreds on, and 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 they kind of recognise that uh, Moeen Ali playing for Birmingham Phoenix, trying to access communities in in Birmingham that that have been ignored by English cricket for too long. It's almost too valuable having him fronting that up than playing for Test Test cricket for England, which is just absurd. But that's the way that's the sort of knickers of England have got got in a twist at the moment. So for some reason, they don't trust him. I mean, he, he does leak runs as a spinner, to be fair, but he also takes wickets. His, his strike rate's below 60, I think, which is, which is up there with the best of English, English spinners of all time. Um, but England have decided that, for whatever reason, he's not the man they want to invest in going forward, uh, which means currently they just don't have a spinner they want to pick. They didn't pick Leach in either of the tests against New Zealand. They've gone in with this, this balance, as you say, three and a half, three and a half seamers because essentially they had to shore up the batting because they don't trust their batting at the moment. I thought Dan Lawrence was going to miss out in this one and England would trust Butler at six, Curran at seven, Robinson at eight. But actually, no, they've, they've pushed everyone down a bit to, to fit in the extra batter. Uh, I mean, Joe Root potentially could bowl some spin. He got his five for eight in the winter. But again, that's clutching at straws and, you know, because it, it, you know, it, it's not the same having a guy bowling spin on a, on a, on a raging bunce in an armour bag compared to dobbing it down on a pretty flat deck at Trent Bridge and getting tonked out of the ground by all comers. It's not as if uh, India are bad players of spin, is it? So, um, you know, that's the trouble. England don't have any good, reliable, containing spinners. Um, you know, back in the day, Ashley Giles was was the archetypal English spinner because you could rely on him just to just to be reliable. He, he would occasionally bowl a magic ball, but fundamentally he was lying in length, a sort of medium pacer uh, with a bit of tweak. Um, England don't trust spinners who, who attack. Uh, because they leak runs, and that's not the type of bowler they're looking for in these conditions. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I completely agree. A spinner would be useful, but because they don't have a spinner that can balance the side, um, they've opted not to bother, which is which is their decision. But it's symptomatic of a team that is just not very good at the moment. Yeah, you you would have to assume that at one point we will see we will definitely see Ashwin for sure, and we will see one of England's spinners as well. Now we leave this chat about spinners and spinners who can bat with a little stat about Ravindra Jadeja for you, the fastest to the two thousand run and two hundred wicket double in Test cricket. So Ian Botham did it in forty two matches. Kapil Dev and Imran Khan in fifty, R Ashwin in fifty one, and Ravindra Jadeja reached it today in fifty three. 
games. Okay, now moving back up India's batting order. We'll go right to the top, to KL Rahul, to someone, Shamo, who batted with everyone from Rohit Chalma till Ravindra Jadeja. KL Rahul hasn't played test cricket for India for a long while now. If there was a time to make a statement, this is indeed the best time. He's probably unfortunate that he didn't get a century, but it's by far India's, India's best batter. A century doesn't really matter. Um, mm. uh, Virat Kohli hasn't got one. How long has it been? But uh, oh, we I, know I, that I, since I, November, century... November 20, 2019. Just, we, we know I, that for a fact. I'm just saying that a century doesn't matter. And, and what matters is... Mm, well, okay, not what matters is. But uh, as such, Rahul might have actually given up hope of playing Test cricket. He has, uh, you know, till the county game the other day, the county select 11 game the other day, uh, the three-day game before the first test, you know, it's been almost a year and a half that he had played that uh, Ranji Trophy semi-final against Bengal. That's, he's barely played uh, red ball cricket. And, and there's a good reason for it, because there were enough candidates in the, in the test set up for for him to and, and I'm suppose I, I I suppose some message must have gone out to him that he was mainly being looked at as a uh, as a white ball a white ball batter plus wicket keeper uh, so you know uh, he got this chance only because there were injuries um, you know COVID blah 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 things being not ideal in in terms of team combination that's how he got the chance he he the last game, the county select 11 game, he batted in the middle order and, and got 100. And, and then he, he's opening here. So it's all been so topsy-turvy, the whole, the whole cricket world and the world at, at large, that, uh, that uh, you know, Rahul suddenly got this opportunity and clearly he's made the most of it. Um, in the next test, if, if someone has to be left out from this Indian batting order, hypothetically, it would probably be Pujara or Rahane, not Rahul, uh, who was not even a test pick till maybe three days back or, or, or a couple of weeks back, which is which is fascinating in, a, in its own way, you know, as, as stories go. But but Rahul did his cause no harm. He's a wonderful batsman. Come on, we've seen him over the years. We've seen him in Indian domestic cricket. We've seen him in, in test matches in various parts of the world. And he, he's a good batsman. I mean, I, I suppose... There are lots of theories about why he couldn't do as well as many of us expected him to in Test cricket. Was it a bit of confusion about uh, switching formats, which I think affected him a bit more than it affected various other modern-day batters? Um, was it something else, technical, whatever it is? But K. Rahul is a is a is a is a solid batter. You know, when I say solid, I mean someone who's uh, grounded, whose whose foundations are very very strong. He he's come up through the ranks in 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 that way. It's 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 not someone who's come up, uh, you know, in the IPL era with just the ramp shots. You know, Rishabh Pant reverse flicking James Anderson, and so he's not going to do that. But but you know, K. Rahul is a solid batter. Someone who's uh, over the years in domestic cricket, in first class cricket, batted time, batted hours. A batted days, perhaps, and 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 you know you know he has it in him. There was probably a a, a crisis of confidence. There was probably um, problems in terms of switching formats, like I mentioned, probably ter- temperament. But given a go, and I don't want to say that Shubhan Gill should be out or or Prithi Shaw should be out and Rahul should be in, but uh, Rahul sh- should probably back himself. 
uh, to grab his chances when he gets them. Yeah, yeah. Sambit Bal tweets, "What a wonderful story this is. KL Rahul in Test wilderness because of because his defence had become porous has played the most classical Test innings after made, making a fortuitous comeback with application, patience, and technical sophistication. Without him." India would have sunk. Now we've spoken a lot about India. Twenty-five minutes almost, Miller, and we'll get to England's bowling. We'll get to James Anderson going past Anand Kumble among the most wickets in Test cricket. But first, a word on Ollie Robinson. And Robinson's story is interesting because he's just coming off his suspension. And listener, you can go and read up and form your own opinions about Ollie Robinson. But the fact is that he's playing his second Test match. He's come in after going through. what would have been a hard time being suspended by the ecb etc and he's come back into the side picked up five wickets in the first innings that he's back and probably just about kept england in the game yeah i mean i mean it shows great character to come back from what he went through i mean when i say what he went through he put himself through it clearly but it was a different ollie robinson i mean we've been through all this on the site before but one thing i will say is what he said age 17 18 19 essentially 10 years ago on 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 a forum twitter that that hadn't really gone mainstream at the time he was basically talking talking to his mates in in loose banter terms uh, it was a terrible terrible thing for him to have done but i i accept that he's a changed character i mean we it wasn't it wasn't actually unknown that that robinson was a bit immature as a kid he was he was sacked he was sacked by yorkshire um by Jason Gillespie in fact um basically said look mate you're not going to cut it um on your bike and he got his second chance down at Sussex he seized it he's come back he's a model professional now and he's a proper match winning bowler too so you know the story of Ollie Robinson is is one that's that has been told in detail on the site so i won't go into the backstory too much but what we saw today was was more evidence of a guy who you know can take the pressure he took seven wickets on debut at lords then had this almighty kerfuffle just imagine that you know your 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 mentions blowing up even as you are having the greatest day of your life making a test debut to go through what he came, must have gone through or coming off the field discovering that being suspended living through all of this and then coming back with the scrutiny back on him and crop up with a fifer i mean it's it's quite a tale of redemption and the way he did it as well i mean he's he's a type of bowler that england i say haven't got because england have had oodles of fast medium seamers who can hit the length and and nibble it a little bit we we we've basically had a entire county system generating them but i think ollie robinson's got a bit more than that he's he he's he doesn't have express pace so much as line and length with enough subtlety to really unsettle well settled batsmen i mean two of his wickets were with bouncers or mostly one of them was was uh, jespic bumra so not quite so important but So, so dislodged Rohit Sharma when he was well set with a, with a well directed bouncer. One of the first things I, I, I would I would in fact say at that stage Bumrah was probably equally important. Well, indeed, indeed. But but the point is he 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 has got an accurate sharp bouncer, and more importantly, his wrist position allows him to get uneven bounce. He 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 bowls a line and length, but he bowls a heavy ball. I mean, it, it, it's essentially all in the wrist for him. and that's a great great attribute to have it means that sometimes the ball will keep a bit lower sometimes it'll really pop but by and large he's always there and thereabouts he can swing it too um he looks he looks a package that England have not had uh, for a long time he, he, you know he he he's got an action reminiscent of Josh Josh Hazelwood very very similar to rocking and rolling to the to the crease and 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 long levers when he when he gets there um but his impact you know i i i i see shades of Angus Fraser in in the relentlessness of his approach and and he's my favorite bowler of all time so that's high praise indeed um 
And, you know, he's the type of bowler who England could take to Australia and rely on for hard yards, because that's the thing, especially in the absence now of Joffre Archer, who England were really going to build a, build their attack around Archer, Wood, Ollie Stone, etc. They were expecting to have real spearheads to, to throw, throw the hard balls at Australia. But when you've got that sort of approach, you also need someone who's going to just, just be the shop floor steward, make sure that nothing gets away in between whiles and also come up with important wickets. And, you know, he's doing that. And he's got, well, 12 wickets in, in three innings now for England. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a very strong start. And, um, yeah, he, he, he and James Anderson, the two-and-a-half-man attackers, as it turned out, have just about kept England in it. I, I, I still think they're going to lose because I don't trust the batting. But uh, they did a damn good job between them to, to, to keep, them, keep, them, keep, them, keep them afloat. Shamia, you had your hand up. I, I did. I was going to ask about uh, England missing Jofra Archer, but uh, Miller sort of answered that uh, in, in the earlier question. I, I just, um, I, I did watch Ollie Robinson's debut uh, earlier in the year. Um, I, I just don't like this Indian in, in this English bowling attack, Miller. Uh, you know, in England, I'd expect a bit more. Uh, it, it's just that you know, and. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know where the problem is, uh, you know, especially because Stuart Broad was probably not at his best. Uh, if he were, things would be different. But, mm, you know, I, I expect them to have a bit more of a say in how things go than they did so far. Well, fun, fundamentally, fundamentally, there, there, there has been a, a policy switch at the ECB. I won't bore you with the details. But essentially, England have, have decided <laughs> that they've had it too good on home, home surfaces for too long. <laughs> and they've, they've tried to tried to take some of the spice out of their pitches in order to replicate overseas conditions, particularly with a view to the ashes, because everything rolls around the ashes where England, England's concerned. So there is a, a little bit... Thing. It's not a bad thing, but it does mean there's a little bit less in it for, for England's bowlers at the moment. And, you know, that, that as it happens, Anderson has, has, has developed into a bowler who transcends conditions. Who knew who is quite good? Um, and so there, 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 is, there is something there, but essentially... Without Ben Stokes, there is no way of balancing this attack. They cannot, they cannot, they cannot come up with a lineup that allows them to have five bowlers, including a spinner, and have the, the necessary batting to make sure they don't collapse all the time. Um, they're lost without their talisman, and that that is that is the fundamental truth. Every single, no every Stokes, single game, no Archer means two talismanic. Well, that's also true. Although Archer, to be Archer, to be fair, hasn't yet really nailed it in test cricket he's been pretty good sure sure but he's he's sort of someone you look up to you know you expect big things from even if he hasn't always done it precisely but the, but the, i mean joe root said it in the in the um in the new zealand series that essentially they are that every single selection they're making at the moment is a compromise i mean those are the, that, that that is that is the problem they They've got to hedge their bets at all times, and so therefore they're going to be falling short in one decimal or the other. They're relying on magic performances. They're relying on Joe Root scoring double hundreds. They're relying on James Anderson taking taking seven for spit. Uh, it's not a sustainable policy, frankly, and it deserves to be found out this summer. Which which Karthik, in a sense, you know, I wouldn't say makes India the favourites, but. Gives India a good chance. I mean, you know, in India are India are the favorite. Uh, yeah, you you might say it, but it's not really true till it happens. And, and being favorites against a team in transition or a team trying to find its way, sure, it's nice. And and all of us are going to look back and 
you know, 20 years later and say, okay, India won the series, if they do, if they do, and all of that, you know, and say that uh, India did well. But uh, in these circumstances, uh, probably a, a, a better 11, I, and I, I'll go back to Ashwin and he should be there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, India should probably be doing a little more. Uh, in the absence, you know, just think of Archer in face of uh, Robinson and, and Stokes in face of Curran and think how this test might have turned yep. out. And, you yeah, know, you, 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 you know, you know what, what could happen as well, right, Shavya? Like two years ago, India went to Australia against uh, Australia without Smith and Warner and won there. And a few years later, they went back and won again. So yes, I think, Shamir, yes, yes, yes. it'll probably, right. they'll win this right. time and then come back again in a few years with, with the likes of Stokes and Archer playing for England and, and they could win again. And and you and you and you don't have Ashwin in the eleven here, and you don't have Hardik Pandya, who's, uh, you know, one of the better medium pace bowling, fast bowling all rounders, batting all rounder, of course, but uh, you know, you know, someone who's who can bowl one forty at his best. You don't have them, and and you don't have uh, your first choice opening batter here along with Rohit Sharma, which is Shubman Gill, and so on. So you know, such is such is life these days with. Three formats of cricket, almost almost three sixty five days, and COVID, and all of that, and injuries, uh, and things aren't the way. Things are far from being ideal, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you, I, 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 you know, I would think that uh, you know India should probably uh, be a bit a little more dominant that than um, they might have been. Well, I mean, the one the one thing I one thing I will say, I mean, I I completely agree. I believe India are favourites, but that is also going on the reputation of that that middle order: Pujara, Kohli, yeah. Rahane. Mm, yeah. You know, if you've got yeah. a middle order middle order that has contributed nine runs in 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 the first innings and you're still dominant, just imagine what's going to happen when they come back to form. <laughs> and, and and I would back those three, or at least one of those three, to come back to sufficient form to outrank Crawley, Bairstow, Lawrence. Sibley Burns. I mean, Joe Root, we know, is a class act. Joss Butler's all right. But... Miller, how bad can it get if they don't come back to form? Because well, I, I, are I you expecting I... Jadeja, Bumrah and Shami to score 100 runs every innings? <laughs> are, you, are you expecting Curran, Robinson and Broad to do that for England? Because I, I am backing Curran to do it. <laughs> Curran is a good batter. He's a better batter you, than a bowler. You see, Shami, you, you, you've got the same problem as most of the feedbackers to... to Quick info. I am a feedback. You're a pessimist. I'm a troll. You're a natural born pessimist who cannot one of those is me. One of those is me. Give me the names. <laughs> trust me. Trust uh, me. India are going to India are going to walk this series. England England are in are in are in a sorry state for all sorts of reasons. Yeah, and that's not good. That's not good. I, I would like to say you heard it here first that India are going to walk the series, but Miller has been saying it for the past past three days now. We'll end this we'll end this episode by congratulating James Anderson, who is now the third highest wicket taker in Test cricket with six twenty one. Miller yesterday spoke a lot about James Anderson, so listener, go, go do go check out that podcast as well. Quickly now because we're going over time. One word answers from the each of y'all. Can England make up their seventy run deficit without losing too many Miller? No, <laughs> no, they really can't. They, they've gone nowhere. Most of most of the runs they've got so far have been extras. Um, no, I don't see that happening. Shamo? No. Certainly not. Shamo and Miller, thank you so much for joining us on ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike. We'll chat with you very soon. Thank you.